Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Leviticus 19. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would understand more of the practical implications of being wholly set apart to you. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Leviticus 19 Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to all the community of the Israelites and say to them, You must be holy, because I, Yahweh your God, am holy. Each of you must revere your mother and your father, and you must keep my Sabbaths. I am Yahweh your God. You must not turn to idols, and you must not make for yourselves gods of cast metal. I am Yahweh your God. And when you sacrifice a sacrifice of fellowship offerings to Yahweh, you must sacrifice it for your acceptance. It must be eaten on the day of your sacrifice and the next day, but the remainder must be burned up in the fire by the third day. And if it is eaten on the third day, it is unclean meat. It shall not be regarded as accepted. And the one who eats it shall bear his guilt, because he has profaned Yahweh's holiness, and that person shall be cut off from his people. And at your reaping the harvest of your land, you must not finish reaping the edge of your field, and you must not glean the remnants of your harvest, and you must not glean your vineyard, and you must not gather your vineyard's fallen grapes. You must leave them behind for the needy and for the alien. I am Yahweh your God. You shall not steal, and you shall not deceive, and you shall not lie to one another, and you shall not swear falsely in my name, and so one of you profane the name of your God. I am Yahweh. You shall not exploit your neighbor, and you shall not rob him. A hired worker's wage you shall not withhold overnight until morning. You shall not curse the deaf, and you shall not put a stumbling block before a blind person. But you shall revere your God. I am Yahweh. You shall not do injustice in judgment, you shall not show partiality to the powerless. You shall not give preference to the powerful. You shall judge your fellow citizen with justice. You shall not go about with slander among your people. You shall not endanger your neighbor's life. I am Yahweh. You shall not hate your brother in your heart. You shall surely rebuke your fellow citizen, so that you do not incur sin along with him. You shall not seek vengeance and you shall not harbor a grudge against your fellow citizens, and you shall love your neighbor like yourself. I am Yahweh. You must keep my statutes. As for your domestic animals, you shall not cause two differing kinds to breed. As for your field, you shall not sow two differing kinds of seed. And a garment of two differing kinds of woven material shall not be worn on you. And when a man lies with a woman, and there is an emission of semen, and she is a female slave promised to a man, but she indeed has not been ransomed, or freedom has not been given to her, there shall be an obligation to compensate. They shall not be put to death, because she has not been freed. And he shall bring his guilt offering to Yahweh at the tent of assembly's entrance, a ram for a guilt offering, and the priest shall make atonement for him before Yahweh, with the ram of the guilt offering for his sin that he committed. And so his sin that he committed shall be forgiven him. 
And when you have come into the land, and you plant any tree for food, you shall regard its fruit as unharvestable. For three years it shall be forbidden for you. It shall not be eaten. But in the fourth year all its fruit shall be holy, offerings of praise for Yahweh. And in the fifth year you shall eat its fruit to increase its yield for you. I am Yahweh your God. You must not eat anything with the blood. You shall not practice divination, nor shall you interpret signs. You shall not round off the corner hair of your head, and you shall not trim the corner of your beard, and you shall not make a slash in your body for a dead person. You shall not make on yourselves a tattoo's mark. I am Yahweh. You shall not profane your daughter by making her a prostitute, lest the land be prostituted, and the land fill up with depravity. You shall keep my Sabbaths, and you shall revere my sanctuary. I am Yahweh. You shall not turn to the mediums and to the soothsayers. You shall not seek them to become unclean with them. I am Yahweh your God. Before old age you shall get up, and you shall show respect for an old person, and you shall revere your God. I am Yahweh. And when an alien dwells with you in your land, you shall not oppress him. The alien who is dwelling with you shall be like a native among you, and you shall love him like yourself, because you were aliens in the land of Egypt. I am Yahweh your God. You shall not commit injustice in regulation, in measurement, in weight, or volume. You must have honest balances, honest weights, an honest ephah, and an honest hen. I am Yahweh your God who brought you out from the land of Egypt. Thus you shall keep all my statutes and all my regulations, and you shall do them. I am Yahweh. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. We are in the section of Leviticus that is talking about holiness. In chapter 17, we read about sacrificing only to Yahweh. In chapter 18, we read about the wrong sexual relations the people of the land would practice that God's people must not practice. Now, in this chapter, we have a few different types of commands that generally explain some of the Ten Commandments further. This chapter starts out saying, You must be holy because I, Yahweh your God, am holy. And then he briefly mentions honoring parents and not worshiping idols. Then he repeats the command that when they eat the fellowship offering, they must eat it within two days. And then we have several commands about how to treat other people. And there's a big emphasis on treating the poor properly. He says that when they harvest, they should not harvest everything. They need to leave some at the corners or at the edges. And if they drop some, they should not go back and get it. The reason is that they need to leave some for the poor people to come and pick up. He says that they must not treat each other badly by stealing, deceiving, or lying, or even swearing falsely, which would be probably the worst, especially swearing in God's name. Yahweh says that they must not treat people badly in business. He uses the words exploit and rob. And then he gives an example of the hired man. You cannot hold his pay until the following day. The hired worker was the lowest position, and a landowner could probably get away with treating him badly. But God says, pay him right away. Yahweh says not to mistreat the deaf by cursing them, 
since they couldn't hear you curse, or the blind person by putting a stumbling block in front of them. That would be a very mean joke. He says, instead, you shall revere your God. So the implication is that mistreating people is against God. Then he deals with what to do when something bad happens to us. He says, instead of holding a grudge or trying to get even, they should rebuke their neighbor when he sins. And the famous command comes here. You shall love your neighbor like yourself. And again, the reasoning given, like most commands, is, I am Yahweh. Then God gives some commands about not mixing things. They must not breed two different kinds of animals. So I guess this would mean no mules. They must not mix two different kinds of seed in one field. And they must not mix different kinds of material in their clothes. This does not seem like a moral command, but something for the Israelites to learn about God. Holiness is separation, being set apart. So, not mixing different things is a picture of holiness. Then Yahweh gives an example situation where a man has sexual relations with a slave woman who was promised to be married to another man. Generally, when a woman was engaged to be married to a man, having sexual relations with another man was considered adultery, which was punishable by death. But since the woman here was a slave, she is not put to death. I think the idea is that she didn't really have a free choice in the matter here. So the man must pay something to the person harmed, and then he must bring a guilt offering of a ram to God. Yahweh doesn't specify who is compensated, but perhaps he is paying the person who is going to marry the woman. Next, Yahweh gives the command about newly planted trees. They must not eat the fruit of the tree for three years. Then the fourth year, the fruit must be given to God, it is holy. And then in the fifth year, they can start to eat the fruit from the tree. And then Yahweh gives several commands together, and it isn't immediately obvious what they have in common, but likely they are all connected with worshiping other gods. They must not eat anything with blood, which was actually already prohibited in the previous chapter. They cannot practice divination, which is interpreting stars or tea leaves or anything else to try to tell the future. They must not round off their hair or beard, and they must not cut their body for a dead person, and they must not tattoo themselves. Yahweh says that a man must not make his daughter a prostitute. Pagans would often do this for some idol's temple. He says this would cause the land to fill up with depravity. Instead, they must keep Sabbaths and revere Yahweh's sanctuary. He says, no mediums or soothsayers, which again is people trying to tell the future. Yahweh says to respect older people, and he says to get up to show them respect. We know that at the time of Jesus, the teacher would sit and the learners would stand, so this was a sign of respect. He tells them not to oppress the alien, but again, love him like yourself. That is radical even today. Then he says they should be honest in business, saying they should have honest weights and measures. Dishonest people would have smaller measures when they were selling, so they could give you less grain than you were paying for. And the chapter ends with a phrase he's used all through the chapter, I am Yahweh. And now for a deeper dive. What do you think of when you think of holy to God? Maybe we picture a monk in a monastery who spends all of his time praying to God in solitude. But the picture in this chapter of being holy to God is one of treating people around us properly, 
And many of these things would make us stand out today as well. Treating aliens well. There's a lot of talk about illegal aliens in the United States. And it isn't just here. There's a lot of talk about refugees in Europe. When you have people coming into your country who look different, act different, sound different, it is harder to love them like yourself. We have a hard enough time loving our neighbor like ourselves if he does something we don't like. But in both cases in this chapter, Yahweh said to love them like ourselves, and that will make us holy to God. I think being a monk in a monastery might actually be easier than that. But God has called his people to be holy, set apart for him, while still doing ordinary things in life. Today, most of us aren't farmers, and I don't think we literally should be following the command to not harvest to the edges of our field today, because poor people aren't used to going out and gathering what is left over in the field today. But we do need to think about poor people and do what we can to help them. Jesus said the same thing in his prayer. In John chapter 17, starting in verse 16, They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. To be sanctified is to be set apart, to be holy. And Jesus here is praying that we would be set apart, be holy to God, while still being in the world. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.